It has been written since the beginning of time that evil supernatural creatures exist in a world of darkness. And it is also said, man can call forth these powers of darkness, the demons of hell. Demons have always scared humankind. From the early examples in ancient religions to later ghost stories, books and films, demons have been associated with fear, scary beasts with evil intentions, creatures of hellfire and death. In short, if you meet a demon, you should always try to walk the other way. But not all demons are all bad. In 1993, comic book readers were introduced to a cigar-smoking demon with an oversized right hand made of stone, called the Right Hand of Doom, red skin and lots of attitude. An anti-hero born in hell but working together with mankind to protect us from the evil beasts and demons. Hellboy. Hellboy was the brainchild of Mike Mignola and was an instant hit. The last 26 years he has appeared in both films, games and numerous comics. In 2011 IGN listed the 100 most popular comic book heroes ever and Hellboy made it to the top 25. The latest film with this big red guy premiered last spring and Goodbye Kansas was involved in one of the goriest sequences when demons from hell climb up on the streets of London to wreak havoc upon mankind. How was that sequence made? My friends, it gives me great pleasure to say that today the yellow brick road leads to hell. I'm Nils Lager again, and this is the podcast where we walk down Yellow Brick Road discussing films, games, and visual effects. And yes, today we're going to discuss some of the most gross effects ever done by Goodbye Kansas, the Demons from Hell on Rampage in London sequence from the last Hellboy film. Here to help me talk about this gory digital stuff are Goodbye Kansas stalwart Stefan Linder, who was lead animation artist, and Hannes Drossel, who was CG supervisor for the project at Goodbye Kansas. Welcome, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Stefan, you've been here before, but Hannes, you haven't. So let's start with an introduction. How did you start in this business? Uh, thanks for having me on the show. It's uh, very fun uh, to uh, be able to, to be here. Um, well, actually, I'm having my 20th, uh, 20th anniversary uh, in this business next year. Wow. So uh, it's, been, it's been a long journey. Uh, I started uh, doing um, computer art and and stuff like that uh, in my early teens, back in uh, in the nineties. So it's always been a passion of mine to create uh, art uh, using computers, basically. Later, I started making games with some of my friends. Mm -hmm. uh, so I was making the graphics. Another friend did the programming. Uh, eventually, that led me into my first job back in two thousand where I did uh, a lot of commercials, music videos. Uh, also did stuff for a show called uh, Mosquito, which oh, is yeah. uh, a Swedish TV show. Swedish TV history. Yeah, which in introduced uh, a lot of people to uh, high-end animation and weird stuff, basically. Mm. 
But for the last uh, three and a half years I've been here at Goodbye Kansas, it's, uh, it's great. I'm actually heading the lighting department now, mm-hmm. uh, which is uh, also a very interesting and, and fun experience. Yeah, I can imagine. So let's talk Hellboy. Uh, but before we do that, let's talk about demons in general. Uh, what's your relationship with demons, Stefan? Well, I always loved <laughs> ghouls and, <laughs> and monsters and and and, and uh, hideous creatures uh, all the way back from my childhood. When I, I think my first encounter was seeing. Well, actually, I didn't see the the original uh, Universal films, but but I saw the imagery on on pictures, and I had those Aurora model kits when I was a kid with Frankenstein and hunchback of Notre Dame and, and things that you might not consider as horror or demons these days but still that that was basically when it when it all started mm. and um and I mean that that also made me made me choose the 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 work that I the, the work career that I pursued with actually being a sculptor and and trying to do these kind of demons and and stuff in 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 real form yeah. and and also to portray what I felt was very scary things, scary creatures. Back in the 90s, you worked a lot with horror figurines, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, I did. So I had I had my own company called the Sweet Creations, which uh, were doing model kits. And we were a couple of friends that <coughs> came together and and started exploring sculpting and and also going a lot to the states with our creations and, and selling them on, on conventions and so on. Hmm. And Johannes? Um, well, a- apart from my inner demons, <laughs> <laughs> I've uh, also did some not uh, not creating figurines, but I painted a lot of uh, mm. figurines. These Warhammer figures, uh, like uh, ten figurines. Uh, figurines, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. So that world with the, all the orcs and uh, whatnot uh, was a, a great passion of mine. Hmm. But, but today we're going to talk about one specific demon, Hellboy. Uh, when did you first get in contact with him, Hannes? Uh, well, I, I saw the um, Del Toro's version uh, of the film back in 2004. I didn't really know about the character from comic books or anything before that, but yeah, I really enjoyed the film. Stefan? Yeah, well, I, I, I followed Mignola. Uh, not uh, a vivid fan, but I knew about his uh, creations and, and I knew about Hellboy already in the 90s. And then, of course, I also saw the Del Toro movies and I fell in love with Del Toro's way of portraying his own visions. And, and I also liked the way he treated Hellboy uh, because he did it he, he did it an interpretation of, of, of Mignola's original Art, which I think worked, and of course with the help of Ron Perlman, who was fantastic. Yeah. So I, I, I thought that was quite interesting, and uh, but of course, I mean this this version that we were involved with was very far from from Del Toro and didn't have the ambition of being even close to Del Toro's vision, uh, rather being uh, Mignola's version, which I found pretty interesting also. Hmm. So Goodbye Kansas worked on a sequence that was one of the most gory VFX things Goodbye Kansas has ever produced. But but there are quite a few gory ones in the past as well. What's the most gory VFX thing that you ever worked on? 
Well, uh, we've done a lot of effects for for The Walking Dead, and obviously there were a lot of zombie <laughs> killing in 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 those. And we also worked with uh, Underworld Awakening, which had a very gruesome scene where uh, the the main villain gets his throat torn out, uh, and that in was 3D, quite no in 3D, 4K <laughs> 3D. Uh, but it, it was quite fun because I, mean, I remember talking to the, the the directors while we were discussing how how the windpipe was going to look and how many muscles and how much blood and so on. And they were like, "Jesus, are we really talking about this?" <laughs> so that was quite fun. <laughs> it was it was an experience. But the same thing was with with The Walking Dead. I mean, it was absurd. Uh, discussions when it came to breaking down what what we actually should do and what what it actually would look like. So that was quite fun. Mm. <laughs> Honest. Yeah. Uh, for me, Hellboy is uh, yeah for sure the most uh, gory and nasty stuff I've ever worked on. And it's uh, not only what what ended up in the shots; it's also about uh, all the reference that that we collected for uh, what what <laughs> yeah. what uh, uh, a body looks like when it's uh, torn apart. Yeah. And uh, do you actually Google torn bodies? <laughs> How do you do that? I I tried to get stay away from that, uh, <laughs> but some of the other artists really got uh, like deep into into that stuff mm-hmm. and. Uh, I yeah, but because, because you need to know how the intestines look like. Yes. Uh, I, I tried more to Google on stuff that was uh, for film. So it was already <laughs> depicted on film, mm-hmm. which oh, is yeah. w- so not, it was not already real. fake. <laughs> but some people looked at, you know, yeah. workers falling down from a high building or whatever. And yeah. you, you can see stuff that cannot be unseen yeah (laughs) i remember uh, when we did uh, fear the walking dead we had this sequence where they were going to do uh, a brain surgery with ordinary household tools so they they had like this drill drill saw a circular saw uh, that they uh, the, the plan was that they were going to drill into a guy's head and and to make some kind of brain surgery with that with just uh, you know package knives and we actually Googled what it looks like when you saw through bone, <laughs> fresh bone. In the head. <laughs> Not in the head. Necessarily, <laughs> but, but that was also very, very gruesome. And that sequence also turned out probably one of the most horrific uh, sequences we've ever done. Now, how do you cope with working with things like you, you said you see things that you can't unsee? Yeah. Do you need to take breaks, go out to have some fresh air or <laughs> watch a few kittens? Some, some, some artists need to do that. I don't have that. I, I, I sort of distantiate myself mm. a lot. And I know there was one artist who did actually look at kittens to kind of <laughs> reset <laughs> the mind. <laughs> oh, that's great. I'm on your side! Sorry! Well, uh, the, the, the Hellboy sequence is absolutely not for the faint-hearted. What, what can you tell us about it? What's it about? What, what happens? I, I think, I mean, the, the, the main thing was that, uh, from, from what I could learn from it, was that it was going to be as graphic as possible so that, that, that it almost became slapstick. It almost was silly exaggerating everything. I mean, it was several liters of blood <laughs> pouring out of those poor persons <laughs> that yeah. lost their lives in it. But um, yeah. 
and also the characters are pretty funny. Yeah. Because uh, like this one guy has like a like a fan of arms mm -hmm. around him and floating arms, uh, gigantic floating jazz arms. <laughs> we call them jazz hands. Exactly. <laughs> we we had this. Uh, Uh, funny names for them. Uh, jazz hands with one yeah, of them. The kebab guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with, with legs as stilts that he sort of just um, skewered people with. Yeah. yeah. Because, after all, evil supernatural creatures really do exist. Were, were all of these demons designed by the Hellboy team? Or did Goodbye Kansas get a chance to contribute in their looks? Well, uh, I mean, we did uh, the Jazz Hands demon in-house, but the design was done by Joel Harlow's team, uh, who did all the designs for, for Hellboy and also mm -hmm. the makeups and, and stuff like that. So, um, but but we we got to do the Jazz Hands demon, which was quite fun. It was we were we were having it actually originally had like tree roots uh, as legs and we realized that this will be very hard for him to walk with with tree roots coming out <laughs> so we changed that to to bundles of legs instead which was it was so morbid and so <laughs> so over the top. How we got to be saving the world or something? So when you plan effects like this or animation, for example, this demon that rips a person apart, the uh, crotch hand guy, crotch hand guy. <laughs> how, how how's the the creative uh, side of it? How, how do you discuss what intestines should fall out? How do they look? Uh, well, I think that comes. I mean, f first we do. We, we everyone has a general idea of what's going to happen because that's that's the brief of of the shot. But then uh, while you're at it, you come up with things. Uh, I mean, we we did the animation, and then we realized how much gore we needed to have, and and, and intestines and stuff we yeah. needed to have, and uh, that sort of built the shot, I think, because uh, originally you wouldn't have that much intestines inside of you, but we had to add a lot to make it. As <laughs> yeah, I think it was over the like top for for like sets of intestines yeah. coming out. <laughs> we did the exact same thing with on on the Walking Dead. We had this zombie that, that lost his lower part of the body and, and intestines was going to come out and and I remember the showrunner told us to throw everything in there, intestines livers, kidneys chickens <laughs> <laughs> and so we did <laughs> I, I read a, a comment uh, on the web about I think the one that is ripped apart Uh, that, that this guy who wrote this but was a Which one? There are multiple that's <laughs> ripped apart. I think the one where the, where the legs are separated. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that, that, that he was almost sure that he saw the urine bladder being there <laughs> and how it pops. Oh, and he was amazed that, wait, that they put so much effort into yeah, getting all the details. <laughs> <laughs> that was probably a happy accident. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it turned out great. Uh, uh, Hellboy is a demon that helps humankind, but, but normally demons don't. And in an early episode of Yellowbrook Road, I discussed demons with VFX supervisor Jim Parsons at Goodbye Cancer UK. And his favorite demon film uh, is an Italian flick called Demons from 1985. Uh, do you have a favorite demon film? 
I don't know uh, if necessarily a demon film, but I mean, I like film monsters and Alien is right at the top of those. That that monster is what nightmares are made of and Giger did a fantastic job. So I'm a diehard Giger fan, as well as some of the Japanese artists that came out of the 90s, like uh, Yasushi Nirasawa and uh, Takayuki Takia, that makes demons that are so incredible and so Un, you've never seen anything like that. And I, I know that uh, Joel Hollow, who did the designs for Hellboy, is a huge fan of those artists also. You can actually see it. And uh, there are a lot of good sculptors that do really, really scary demons, like a Greek guy called Aris Kolokontes and some of the American film film uh, guys like Casey Love and George Shell. And I love these guys. I think they do some fantastic <laughs> job. They scare the shit out of me. <laughs> you, you want to see something really scary? You bet. Really? Yeah. Okay, this is this is really really scary now. Hey, Johannes. Well, I uh, I was uh, thinking about a demon that comes to mind, and I, I, it's not the typical demon, but uh, the killer Bob from Twin Peaks is is. No, that's true. He like, is a demon. Like a character that still that's that's like an image i i can't get out of my head mm. like seeing him uh, uh climb over the yeah I climb, yeah exactly <laughs> and it it's it's burnt into uh the retina sort of uh, it's really scary mm -hmm. it gives me the chills now talking about it his name is bob you may think i've gone insane I, I also like the, the idea of non-typical demons, thing, things that uh, aren't necessarily uh, s uh, scary looking uh, as per se, but, but it's very uncomfortable. Mm. Like, uh, I, I mean, I'm a huge Nosferatu fan and yes, people would argue that he looks scary, but the thing is that he, he's kind of, he has a facial expression that is kind of surprised which I like because mm. it's so unpredictable. You can't really see what he's thinking. R rather, when you have like a typical American film demon with angry eyebrows and things, you know that he's angry and mm. he will he will tear you apart. But when you have someone that is either looking like like Nosferatu with surprise face or or you know like the the old seventies villains, you know like Mike Myers. Michael Myers, sorry. Mike Myers is also scary, but... Yeah, baby! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Myers or Jason that has a blank face mm. with, without an expression at all. That's also extremely scary. Yeah. And I remember a film called The Box where they replaced some people's faces with stills of their faces. And that also became super scary because it was just a blank face doing nothing, absolutely nothing moved. Hmm. So that was quite an interesting way of doing it also. <laughs> There's a really nice old British horror flick from the 50s. I think it's called Curse of the Demon or something. Knights uh, of the Demon? No. Curse of the Demon? Okay. Well, I need to check that out. But, but anyway, <laughs> there is a demon, but you only get to see him in the end of the film. Yeah. And it 
destroys everything yeah because he just i love looks that silly. film <laughs> yeah but i, I love, love that film it's so, the train such a, tracks yeah yeah, yeah it's, it's such a moody that. film yeah so uh, yeah i love that one also uh, even though the demon in itself is not that scary no but the whole setup is really scary and then when he comes down the tracks mm. you see him from a distance and he's like two stories high <laughs> it's like <laughs> really scary <laughs> It's uh, Christmas time, so so let's discuss uh, one of your favorite Christmas demons. Krampus! <laughs> Saint Nicholas is not coming this year. Instead, a much darker ancient spirit. His name is Krampus. Yes. <laughs> what can we say about Krampus? Oh, I love Krampus. I, I think it's so sad that we don't have that tradition here in Sweden. <laughs> Enlight us. It's, it's a, I think it's a Eastern European or Southern Germany, that area uh, where this is, he's celebrated as some kind of anti-Santa Claus, hmm. uh, where he comes for the children that hasn't behaved. <laughs> <laughs> the naughty children. <laughs> And uh, I think that's that's so funny. I, I would probably have been scared out of my wits if if that if I if I encountered him when I was a kid because I was very I was scared about stuff when I was a kid, mm. uh, and that's probably why I'm so interested in in demons and, and also finding that core of horror. I think yeah. that's very exciting to go back to that feeling when you were a kid and you you were scared of stuff. And and Krampus would probably be right there. At the <laughs> He's top like, of like a goat kind of character. Yeah, he has demon. big horns, a uh, huge tongue that even would make Gene Simmons uh, <laughs> uh, and uh, he has one one nor he's totally black has one foot that is normal and one foot that is a hoof and he puts uh, naughty kids in his uh, uh, like basket a, or something doesn't he, he have a, like a Christmas uh, sack like Santa, well, yeah, I probably and he puts naughty kids in, yeah. in the sack yeah <laughs> it's fantastic it's or just uh, plain beat them yeah 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 he also has uh, this uh, Uh, branch whip stick sticks yeah I probably uh, I hit them yeah and hits them that's <laughs> in all honesty Santa Claus can be rather scary as well yeah uh, if you think of this classic when the, the dad in the family has this mask that makes him look like Michael Myers yeah 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 blank <laughs> yeah. face <laughs> I actually when, when I was a kid uh, when my dad came on Christmas Eve wearing a mask like that My sister freaked totally. Wow. Uh, and uh, and when they are, no, but, but it's okay. No, 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 it's Santa. Santa has stolen dad's eyes. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> That's <laughs> mad. That's Christmas <laughs> horror for you. Yeah. yeah. So uh, what kind of demon films haven't we seen yet? Or what kind of demon film would you like to see? Well, I think that, that I mean, the, one of the ultimate demon creators are H.P. Lovecraft and... We haven't seen much Lovecraft films. I think they're hard to film because it's so much about the description mm. of the demon that makes it hard to conceive that kind of feeling when you see the demon. So, I mean, if, if you have a demon that is described as uh, people losing their mind by just watching it, you can't really do that in film. But I, 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 I dare someone to try it because <laughs> I think it would be cool. Yeah, we've been really cool. see a Cthulhu film or something that would yeah. be awesome. <laughs> There will be. There will be. <laughs> <laughs> Johannes? No, I, I agree with Stefan. 
like uh, Lovecraft, uh, Cthulhu stuff would yeah. be really cool to see. That'd be really cool. Let's make that happen. Yeah. And yeah. many thanks for coming here today to talk about demons. Thank you. Thank you. And you're out there. Thanks for listening. As usual, you're welcome to mail us suggestions or questions at podcast.goodbyecancers.com. Until next time, goodbye. A bientôt. Auf Wiederhören. Wiehörsch. Yellow Brick Road is written and produced by Nils Lagergren. The recording was made by Jonathan Forefeldt at Goodback Cancer Studios in Stockholm and edited by Leo Krupa. The Yellow Brick Road theme is produced by Peter Blomstam. No batteries are included. And people, don't forget to be kind to each other. After all, Christmas is coming.